Hey there, football fans. I'm Hayden. And I'm Paul. And you're listening to 4A Game Day. Okay, guys. So we're going into week one of play. And uh, last week, me and Hayden had the privilege of going to the Shiloh P. Ridge game. And that was a blowout. Shiloh dominated. I think Eli Wisdom threw for like seven touchdowns in the first half before they pulled him. The point is that... Three of which were in, like, the first three minutes of the game. Yeah, I mean, Hayden showed up late, and the score was already 21-0. Yeah. Eli Wisdom, still the head, like, the leading example of the future of 4A football. The dude's a junior, and he's already going to tours to Miami. D1 offers from UCF, Arkansas State, and Arkansas. And Memphis. And Memphis. I mean, the guy's got... All the talent in the world. He's a good... The player he reminds me of, honestly, is Johnny Manziel. And he's got the offensive line to protect him. That's a D1 offensive line. That is a D1 offensive line. He sat back in the pocket for at least a solid, like, what, five seconds before he threw a post, like, 70 (laughs) yards down the field. I mean, the the guy's got everything he needs right there, and that is a really good offense. And I would not be surprised if Shiloh wins another state championship this year. They play Poto this week. Tonight, actually, in Poto, I think they win that by a fair amount. I'd say 34-20. I mean, I couldn't agree more. I think that Shiloh wins that game really easily. But me and Hayden are actually on the way to the Gravit versus Inola game, in which me and Hayden had the privilege of participating in that game last year. Yeah, that was a crazy game. Actually, I didn't play. I had a broken leg. Hayden had a broken leg. But the point is that we had the privilege of being in that game, a part of that. I played. The atmosphere was crazy. That was the chippiest game I've ever played in, folks. And I cannot wait to see what happens this time around. I mean. Well, to start out the season last week, the Lions lost 37 to nothing against the Vianne Wolverines. I don't think it was a fair matchup. I mean, last year the Lions played Vianne and it was like 28 to 6. Yeah. And then this year, 37 nothing. I hope that's the last time they'll have to play Vianne ever again. Vian is just a physical team. I mean, they got a guy Solomon Wright, and uh, he went on. To, he went on to play for. He's playing for Arkansas right now, and they they are a team stacked with talent, uh, physical, everything along those lines. And I feel like the Gravit Lions really didn't stand a chance, especially with a quarterback who is playing his first couple snaps. That was his yeah, first his first his first actual full game as a quarterback in his life. Yeah, and I mean. He, Hayden went and watched their scrimmage, and to he he played like a running back in the scrimmage. He didn't throw the ball very much, but he did play good. He played great for being a fresh quarterback that has never played a snap in high school football. I mean, to me, I uh, think you may see a little bit of Hunter Carter tonight. I would not be surprised to see Hunter Carter, but to me, whenever I see Rhett Hilger on the film and from the live stream that I watched. He is a Lamar Jackson type. He's an athlete. He's an athlete, and they just are putting their best athlete on the field. Uh, I think they have a good wide receiving core this year, but the main focus is, to me, is their defense. They lost eight defensive starters. Mm -hmm. The only people that are still starting is three from their secondary. Yeah, three three secondary? No, two secondary. Two secondary, actually. They, They brought back Mason Meeker and Rhett Hilger. Yep. And I think... 
Sam Mayo played. Did he start last year? Sam Mayo started last year. Yeah, yeah. That, that's our three starters that are that are that were kept from the defense from last year. Everything else is completely brand new. I mean, you also got to think you got a couple guys in there that have never taken snaps on a high school football yeah, game before. Yeah, and I mean, with the loss of Nick Pilkington, that's a big that's one. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. That guy was expected to lead the Lions this year, and uh, he decided to call it up and hang up the cleats. And I mean, I don't blame him. They also lost, I think. Ashton Gurner. Yeah, Ashton Gurner. Uh, they lost a couple more guys. Yeah, I mean, some key pieces to their... I mean, Ashton Gurner was supposed to lead that team was, on the defensive he was, end. He was probably going to have the most tackles on the team because he's middle linebacker. But the guy that I got that you have to watch out for on that defensive end is Christian Thrillkill. You have to watch out for that kid. He's like a Lane Wilkins he, type player. Lane Wilkins. That, that's exactly who I see him as. Lane, Lane Wilkins... Wilkins uh, probably the smartest guy I know. Yeah. Dude literally was the smartest middle linebacker I've seen. He fills gaps. He knew how to wrap and roll. He scored took... a 36 on the ACT. I mean, the dude just knows everything. <laughs> and whenever it comes down to it, Christian's the same exact way. The dude's so smart. He knows how to fill gaps. He's physical. He loves football. And he's a junior. I think tonight... The game is going to come down to the outside linebackers, though. The outside linebackers. Uh, if the outside linebackers play well, I think they win the game. So if they don't give the quarterback too much time in the pocket and they let the receivers get create space and get open, I think they'll have a good game tonight and it, it'll be a Lions win. Yes, I agree. You also have to think, just throwing this out there, Ryder Brown is their best outside linebacker right now. Ryder Brown was a solid linebacker last year and the year before. Ryder Brown was literally, to me, that is the soul of that defense. All he does is play defense. He doesn't play offense. The guy loves defense. He's a playmaker. He causes Actually, he, um, in the scrimmage the other night, uh, they were down, or we were up, no, it was tied, 14-14. Quarterback rolls out, Ryder Brown chases him from his weak side. Knocks the ball loose and the Lions recover. They go to score a touchdown in the last few seconds of the game and win. He's a difference maker. That is what he Without Ryder Brown making that play, they don't win the game. I mean, he's made plays against Shiloh, who's a state champion. I mean, the guy's just a playmaker. Playmaker. He's always in the right spot at the right time. That's just how he plays. And another game we have tonight is the Battle of Some Highway. It's Prairie Grove Farmington. They've always they've been talking about it for months. I mean, if you want to listen to their bar stools or like follow them on Instagram, you have to because it's a constant feud. Those guys are arguing and like they were talking crap before the season even started. Whenever school ended three or four months ago, and usually it's the school who's playing at home that wins, and that is a fact. And to me, in all honesty, I got Prairie Grove winning this game. I think game. Prairie Grove's going to win the football game. They got, they got a lot of returning kids from last year. They only lost, like, three kids. I think they lost a quarterback and some wide receiver that barely played. I mean, you've got to think that, for those of you who do not know about Prairie Grove football, Prairie Grove is the most misdirect team in the 4A. They run the wing tee, and if you guys do not know what that is, please I think, look it I up. I think they had the most time of possession, like, doubled more than any other team last year in the 4A one. Well, it's all run game. They don't pass the ball, and whenever they... What they want to do is they want to keep the ball longer than you. Yep, and that is why whenever you look at the score against Shiloh and Prairie Grove, the score is only like 35 to like 28. Like, 
Shiloh wins by one possession. I don't think it's going to be that way this year. I think Shiloh's going to blow him out of the water. Yeah. But the point is that I feel like Prairie Grove is going to win this game in a close battle with a final score of probably 42-35. to 35. Uh, The other thing is that Elkins, who'd they scrimmage? Who'd they Elkins to? scrimmage P. Ridge lost 28 to nothing. And P. Ridge lost 55-13 to 13 to Shiloh. So, and last year, Elkins was a really good team. I will Elkins give Elkins was the third best team in the conference, I believe. Yep. Would have been second if they beat Prairie Grove, but they didn't. I called that. And my point is, I'm excited to see where Elkins ranks this year because if they're going to lose to P. Ridge, who's a team full of sophomores and is not that good, I can't wait to see what happens whenever they play Gravit or different teams to like that. To be fair, uh, P. Ridge did have their starting running back for that game. Their senior starting running back, he's been playing since sophomore year. He's good. But he got hurt in that scrimmage, I guess. He gets hurt every year. To be honest, he gets hurt every single year. Christian McCaffrey type player? Yes. So, pretty much what we're getting at is game tonight. We're going to be there, and we're going to see what happens. Lions versus Longhorns. And Elkins actually won their first game. Elkins won their first game. Who'd they play? Hold up. Elkins played Lincoln for their first game. Lincoln, Lincoln. Elkins beat Lincoln 40 to nothing in their first wow. game. Wow. Uh, tonight they play Greenland in Greenland. Oh. I, I think they're going to win that easily. I mean, Gravit beat them. Yeah. But Gravit played second string for the most of the second half of that game. Yeah. And you never saw Greenland take out their starters. So I, th- I think Elkins wins this game. It, it may be close. It may be a one-score, one-possession game, but I think Elkins pulls it out and wins. I couldn't agree more. Elkins probably wins this game. I'm just ready to see conference play. Uh, I'm just going to be flat-out honest with you. We're talking about the 4A1 right now. Shiloh wins the 4A1. Yeah. No question. Now that we're not associated with the school, we can say this thing. Shiloh wins the 4A1. Shiloh's going to win the 4A1. So I think if Shiloh can get past these next two Oklahoma teams, Poto and Sand Springs, I think they go undefeated. And me and Hayden will be doing, we will be going to that Sand Springs game. I am pretty confident that they're going to go 10-0 if they can win those two games. I am 100% confident that they will go 10-0, and I know that they will. I mean, unless something crazy happens, Shiloh wins all their games and wins another title. And I think Eli Wisdom, whenever he leaves Shiloh, he's going to leave with three rings. Should have been four. Eli Wisdom is going to be one of the best quarterbacks. Eli Wisdom's probably going to be the 4A player of the year. I believe it. Cam Wiedemann took that honor last year as teammate. And I'll give it to Wiedemann. That man was a menace to play against. Dude made plays. He was He was literally the most athletic running back I think I've seen. Besides, I mean, the Elkins running back, of course, he was just like and him. And you, 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 you can't even, like, just talk about the quarterback. They got probably the, be- they got the best middle linebacker in the 4A1. Yep. And Caden Henley. Probably the best linebacker in 4A. As a fact. There's just, there's so much Shiloh has. He's made over 500 tackles in two years. There's so much Shiloh has that you have to respect. There's so much that they have to offer, like, Receiver, their receiving core 
that's a great receiving court. I mean, I don't know. And their defense, their defense is stellar. I mean, they make plays, but there's a guy that plays for Shiloh who I think people really don't talk about a lot, but he is honestly their difference maker to me, running the ball, getting them in plays. He's like a Deion Lewis type player almost, Ben Baker. Oh yeah, Ben Baker, he plays just about everything. He's on kickoff return, kickoff, He's all, he plays offense, he plays defense, he's everywhere. And there's, he's the most versatile player on that team to me, by far. He's the most athletic player. He can play outside linebacker. He can play safety. I mean, he's, running back, receiver. He can play it all. He's a good, good player. And he's that utility type player that you want to use on offense. Yep. I mean, there's just there's a lot that goes into Shiloh's uh, winning. I mean, they also have great play calling from the coaches, and I will say they are gutsy play callers, and they have great protection on the O line. I mean, there, and there's a lot of time. That's a scary old line. I don't think many teams are going to get much pressure on them. No, nope. year. I'm excited. I really am. This year is going to be really interesting to see uh, what happens. I think Shiloh's only test before the playoffs is going to be the Sand Springs game next week. Yep. And the Sand Springs game last year, what was the score, Hayden? It was 14-13 last year. And that's a defensive play game. And as Hayden said... He loves defensive I games. I love the yeah. defensive games, but I hope this one isn't going to be defensive. I, I think Shiloh, if they can put points on the board, their defense is going to hold on and they're going to win by plenty. But last year their offense couldn't get going, never got going, We got to and see they the lost by a point. We got to see the film. That was uh, some fun film to watch, I will say that. They lost by a missed field goal. I mean, I'm a film junkie, me personally, and I watch film 24-7, and with that being said, I watched that game, I think, at least two times. I mean, there was a lot of plays. Cam Wiedemann scored both their yeah. touchdowns. So, I mean, and it was both on screens. Halfback screen yeah. and then the tunnel screen out the outside. Oh, that tunnel screen, I remember that. Yeah, you remember that the tunnel crazy. screen. Yeah. And it was like an 85-yard touchdown. Yeah. I mean, that was insane. Point is that Sand Springs versus Shiloh next week. That's going to be the game of the year in the 4A. Yep. It has to be. And we will be there. And we will give you a full game recap, everything like that, everything leading up to it. Uh, me and Hayden are currently driving to uh, the Lions' den to go watch them play. And uh, I'm honestly excited. I This will be my first time watching well, – actually, yeah, my first time watching them play since me and Hayden hung up the cleats. Uh it's going to be tough for me to see somebody else in my jersey. Yeah. But on the bright side, uh, we're going to get to see what the Lions are doing. And the guy I'm really excited to watch is Kyler Austin. Yeah, running back. Running back. Kyler Austin. They move that. They moved Carl Bontrager out and played that running back slash re- slot receiver type position that they run. And they put Kyler Austin out the running back position. Kyler- see a lot of two-back sets. You should be able to see a lot of two-back sets tonight. And with those two-back sets, you also have to think another guy that is going to come in whenever that happens is Joe Drake. Joe Drake at tight end. And he's an he, athletic he played, player. He played a lot week one. He's an athletic player. He, uh, Drake, that sounds familiar. Ian Drake, that's his older brother. And Ian was a football player. Dude was good until he tore his ACL. And 
And Joe bigger, stronger, faster, has all the athleticism and all the... I mean, I've watched his film. He played for an eight-man football team in Kansas, quarterback, and that guy could ball. Anything that you wanted to do, scramble, stay in the pocket and throw. He would break tackles. He's that guy. He's a big dude. And I'm excited to see what he does at tight end this year and see if they switch about over to quarterback eventually. Uh, Ethan Ellis is also a stellar defensive piece for the Lions. He's also playing Y, that outer wide receiver position that's always in the three position, your three receiver sets on the trip side. I'm just, it's going to be a good game. I'm excited to see who's where, and I also want to see how the Lions offensive line holds up. They have one returning starter on that yeah. offensive line. That's a young offensive line. Yep, and they lost a lot of guys. I mean, I mean, their center is a sophomore. Yep. Center's a sophomore. Their left tackle's a sophomore, too. And that's the most important position on the field. Mm-hmm. Especially with a young quarterback. Uh, yeah, I mean, a young quarterback that doesn't know how to read. I mean, I, I bet you he does. But, I mean, I bet you he doesn't know everything about reading outside linebackers' pressure and reading coverages. Reading coverages, that's probably the big one. And, I, like, He's going to have trouble with reading coverages, especially if they're showing something and then, bam, they're out and into something else. I will tell you, if I'm a defensive coordinator, I am playing with Rhett Hilger's head. Show man, play zone. Yep. Show cover four, play two. Show two, cover four. And if I'm an offensive coordinator, I am running a read option, a shovel pass here and there, and then I'm going to take a shot. And then I'm going to take a shot. And then I'm going to do another handoff. I mean, it's pretty much... People want to focus on the fact that there's, like, players that play the game and everything like that. And, like, yes, the players make the game. But the coaches play calling wins play, games. Play calling wins the games. Play calling wins the games. Without, players, a, good, without a good play call, you're just hoping for somebody to make a play. Because you also have to think... Here's a great example. The best example I can think of. Three years ago, our sophomore year, Doug Greenwood came to grab it, had all the pieces to go back and have another playoff run. I mean, he had a young Cy Hilger, a Tajay White, Colton Grimes. Tristan yeah, two Florida quarterbacks White. interchangeable that one could play yep. wide receiver while the other was playing quarterback. I mean, he had all the pieces. A young, he had a great defense. A young Isaac Dan. A left tackle and Aiden Patton and, ben, and Barker, Jared Barker. I mean, they had all the pieces. That was probably one of the best O-lines Gravit's seen in a while. I mean, that was those were all the compared, pieces. Compared that O-line to the starting O-line now, that team should have went deep into the playoffs. But the play calling is where... And the play, he was the offensive coordinator, and he did a terrible job. And it's just the fact that... Play calling is what wins games. People tend to focus on players and their mistakes. But like you also have to think they're just they're just high school kids. I mean they just got out of algebra class and they're going to play a football game. It's your job to be good play calling. That's a part of it. If you're not good at it, you're not that guy, pal. You're not that guy. And you just need to live with it. But play calling is what wins games. Doug Greenwood might not have been the best head coach, offensive coordinator. I think he should have been just the O-line coach. He's probably one of the best O-line coaches in the country. 
he is a very over there in the 6A1 in Oklahoma, which is the top conference in Oklahoma, mm-hmm. coaching for Union as their offensive line coach. And he is producing D1. Yeah, D1 linemen, linemen every single year. Yep. I mean, I was looking at their commitment list, and they have some guys. Uh, I'm an Oklahoma Sooners fan, and there are, I think, five guys on that Union team going to Oklahoma. I mean, and it's not even the Union team. He coached guys in Jinx. Yeah, he's a great running back coach, too. He coached a guy that went to the NFL. Mm-hmm. Darwin Thompson. I mean, there's a lot of uh, things we can say. I could talk about football for hours, but I'm just going to put it right here, right now. We're about ready to go watch a football game. And whenever it comes down to it, we don't know a lot about this Inola team. Last year was the first time we ever seen them. Last year we played him, it was a chippy game. It was the chippiest game. I mean, Cy Hilger, our quarterback, was getting, like, yelled at. Cussed Harassed at on the sidelines. Yep, I mean, it was crazy. Trenton Durham busting his face open on plays. Carl Bontrager, that was his come-out game. Yeah, I he mean. He came out that game and he played. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's going to be a homecoming for Carl Bontrager. You never know with these things. And I'm just going to be flat-out honest about this right now, the Lions have to win this game. They have to. And This I, is a must-win confidence type yeah, thing. Because they need confidence going into, the, into conference because last year, we beat Inola and then we went and played prior and got whooped. And confidence went straight back down to where it was after Vian. And not after Vian. After Vian, confidence was still high because that was a good team mm-hmm. and we competed. But then after we played prior, confidence went straight down right into conference, and we didn't compete as well and as we should. Then we played Elkins, and that was bad. You need confidence going in, into this conference because it's the toughest conference in 4A. Yeah, and whenever you got, whenever you think about it, like hard and long, I know it was a beatable team. Prior, not so much. Prior is a beatable team. I don't. But think- not for Gravit. I know uh, Prior is a 5A Oklahoma school, which is basically a 6A Arkansas school. That's just how that works. And Gravit is just a small 4A, I mean, three wins in the last two years. No, seven wins in the last two years combined. Yep. And Pryor had seven wins early last year. Pryor. Okay, so before that game, I will say this. Everybody was saying that Cy Hilger was going to be in a quarterback battle with this Pryor quarterback. And that Pryor quarterback literally was the best quarterback I've seen play besides Eli Wisdom. It goes Eli Wisdom and that prior quarterback. That man could throw the ball wherever. But he's not going to be here come next week when Gravit takes on prior in Gravit. Exactly. And that's why I'm excited to see what happens. But I know they still have that guy that hurdled Nick. They still got yeah. they still got that slot receiver. That, most, that guy literally had three touchdowns. That guy was everywhere. He had three touchdowns that game. He was their kicker. And then he'd switch to safety, and then after that he'd play running back, and then he'd play slot receiver. That guy was literally the utility belt of that team. <laughs> it was insane. That but, guy was the Ben Baker of the prior Tigers. That was, yeah. But I think that's all right now, guys. Uh, it was a pleasure, we're, actually. We're going to have to actually end it off. Yeah. Early playoff predictions. Early playoff, yeah, who, I like Who that. in the 4A is going to make it? Well, how many teams get to go? Isn't it like four? Right. It's... Is it four or is it five? It just depends on wins, I thought. I think it's four because there's eight teams. 
I'm going to be honest. I think Gravit misses the playoffs this year. Gravit does miss the playoffs this year. I think. Sadly. I think Shiloh is going to get the number one seed overall. Yep. Prairie Grove's going to be up there. Prairie Grove's two. Prairie Elkins, Grove's two. Elkins may slip in there and win. I think, didn't get into the playoffs. I think they do five. My sleeper team, right now, as of right now, my sleeper team. I wasn't even going to say Huntsville. I was going to say Green Forest. Green Forest, yeah. This Green Forest team, when we were sophomores, won the conference championship in their junior high year. They're going to be a little scary. I I think they're going to play a good game against Gravit. I think they're going to compete with teams that people may think they're not going to compete with. Yeah. And they could win some games. I couldn't agree more, but you also have to think about this, okay? Uh, Huntsville is the sleeper team. Huntsville I is think, the sleeper team. Huntsville is. I think is, Huntsville's yes. going to make it to the playoffs. Huntsville's going to make it to the playoffs. Green Forest might slip in there. Elton. Gentry's making it. Gentry's definitely making it. Any other teams you can think of? I mean, I got Gentry having a good year. They beat Waldron 34-13. to They're making it. How do I make it Anyway, folks, uh, it was good talking to y'all, honestly. I mean, me and Hayden have been itching to do this, and we finally got the opportunity. So I thank y'all, and we will be back next week with uh, more picks and everything along those lines. Uh, I hope y'all enjoy. See y'all guys later. See y'all later. Alligators. (laughs) How long was that? 25 minutes?